0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Double Coverage Podcast. I'm Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. How are you doing today, Jake? Doing good, buddy. How about you? Doing good. It's a Saturday morning here in Alabama. It's a little cool, but it's November, so you know this is what everybody's going to remember about your football team. So it's really a, a good time of year for college football, and uh, we can't wait to dive into the games we're going to be discussing today.
1: Definitely. Uh,
0: the first game we're going to talk about is the uh, – Auburn Georgia game. It's a six o'clock kickoff on ESPN. Georgia's a fourteen point favorite at home. Uh, the over under is fifty two and a half. And uh, FPI FPI on ESPN has Georgia having a eighty six point three percent chance of winning this game. Uh, you know it, it will be a tough game for Auburn. You know they their lack of running game is what's hurt them against the better teams that they have played this season. And their offensive line just can't get a push in the running game. They're they're not great at pass protecting. So that's that's really what hurts them against the better teams. But you know, looking looking ahead to this game in, in particular, the the key matchup to me is is the is like I said, the Auburn run game against the Georgia rush defense in that front 7. You know, Georgia's defense took a little hit from last season. You know, they lost several guys to the draft, you know, most notably uh, Roquan Smith at, at linebacker, you know, he was really probably the best defensive player in the country last year and uh so that loss has has hurt them a little bit as far as th- their defense c- is, is concerned this season. Yeah. But they're still a solid defense, but but they have given up some some rushing yards this year. But I don't see Auburn really having the ability to run the ball tonight in uh in Athens, Georgia. And another thing to to, to look at in this game is uh and me and my dad actually talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh Auburn Seems to play better on offense when they're running their two-minute offense, Yeah. which means you know they're they're taking what the defense gives them, they're 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 throwing uh, underneath routes and and dumping it off to the to the backs out of the backfield and you know just getting a few yards here and a few yards there and and they seem to have a little bit more success doing that you know for some reason Stidham hasn't hit the long ball as well this year as he did last year so you know maybe that's something they do do tonight in Athens and see if they could get some. Something going on the offensive side of the ball to try to hang with Georgia because Georgia's got a elite running backs with Elijah Holyfield and DeAndre Swift. Uh, Jake Fromm is playing really well right now. You know they got they got a couple talented receivers and Nicole Hardman and uh, uh, Ridley. Yeah. So you know they 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 have the potential to put up some some numbers on this Auburn defense. You know we've said it all season long. Auburn has a really stout defensive front. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defensive backs play pretty well. So you know they. It's going to be hard to you know just have a lot of success against them, but but Auburn's lack of offense has really hurt their defense this season because mm-hmm. the defense just just is on the field way too much. So, yeah. you know, looking at this game, I think that that uh, Georgia does cover. I don't think we quite reached the fifty two and a half for the over under, so I'm going with the under on that. But I'm going Georgia thirty three to thirteen. What do you think about it, Jake? Yeah, you know. Oh,
1: like you talked about, Auburn's offense struggled all year. I mean, Stidham only has ten touchdown passes. I mean, that last year he was lighting it up, and his accuracy has kind of declined this year. But it's the lack of the running game. Last week against A and M, had sixteen yards rushing. I mean, they're, they're you know, and their defense, the defensive front is great. This kept them in most ball games, and you know, I said Auburn needed a big win against A and M. For these two upcoming games between Georgia and Alabama and they got it but you know this will now cause they still got Liberty and by all means they should beat them if they don't there's gonna be an uproar you know uproar <laughs> but if you know they they should beat them so they'll be bowl eligible you know they'll have six wins in the year they got and six right now they're they got six, now. six but they're bowl eligible now and they'll have seven so even if they lose to to Georgia and Alabama um but you know the the offense last year was all about carry on. This year, it's got to be Stidham. Stidham cannot get it going because he has no he has no time to throw. He has no no rushing attack. Right. They have no identity on offense no, whatsoever. They, none. And you know he's he's the key to Auburn's success. But you know if he has a good day, then then Auburn may have a chance to win. And I think they might keep it close for three quarters. The fourth quarter is going to be all Georgia. I mean, Georgia's got too much talent. Their defense is lacking. They got select by by LSU a few you know a few weeks ago, and um, I think I think the final is going to be thirty eight seventeen. I think Georgia's just a
0: little bit too much. Yeah, yeah, they're they're too they're too talented of a team to. To uh, have an anemic offense against them, yeah. you know the the fact that LSU was able to score like they did against them is just one of the dumbfounding things that's happened so far this <laughs> yeah. year in college football. No kidding. But moving on to to our next game, we have a uh, Clemson in Boston College. It's the prime time game on ABC tonight. Uh, Clemson is a twenty point favorite. Uh, they have the over and under set at fifty six and a half. Wow! And uh, Clemson has a eighty eight and a half percent chance of winning according to fpi yeah but the, the key matchup in this game to me is is aj dillon in the boston college running game against that defensive front of clemson uh you know aj dillon is one of the better backs in the country he don't oh, yeah. get he don't get a lot of publicity because he plays for boston college and you know they've always been just a average team i think adazio's got like five seven and six seasons mm-hmm. in his time at boston college but uh He's a really capable running back. Uh, I think that they will have a little bit of success on offense. You know their quarterback has played pretty well, Anthony Brown. He's mm-hmm. he he's not a world beater, but he's he's a serviceable quarterback. And I think they can make a few plays. and And they may test Clemson more than Clemson. Clemson's been tested in the last several weeks. They've really just run through everybody pretty easily the last several weeks of the of the season. Really, ever since they they've. Uh, uh, put ter- Trevor Lawrence in as their starting quarterback. He yeah. is, he has been lights out for that offense. He makes good decisions. He throws the deep ball well. He's accurate. Uh, he can he can uh, move in the pocket well. And if if teams get pressure on him, and that's something else to kind of watch is is the edge rushers for Boston College if they can get any kind of pressure and throw off the rhythm of the of the Clemson offense. But yeah. and Travis Etienne he's one of the best running backs in college football. He has had a spectacular season for Clemson. I expect that to to not – he's not going to have a, a great game, so to speak, like he's had the last several weeks. But he's going to – he'll probably have 100 yards on, you know, 25 or so carries. And it'll be enough to beat Boston College. And I, I think the weather may have a little bit of an impact on Clemson. You know, it's supposed to be real cold. Yeah. So, we'll kind of see how that plays out. But I do have Clemson winning. Uh, I don't think Clemson covers, though. I'm actually going to say Clemson wins by – Two scores. I'm going to say Clemson 35, Boston College 20. Wow. What do you think? You got a close game there. Um, you know,
1: I love upsets. And, you know, I I picked a couple upsets this year, and I've missed on a bunch this year. But I would love to see an upset here. I mean, A.J. Dillon, like you said, he's a great back, but he's dealing with ankle injury. Right. I mean, he's going to be playing, but, you know, he's not going to be 100%. Um, uh, talking about Anthony Brown. Uh, he's thrown sixteen touchdown passes this year. Only five interceptions. He's kind of emerged as a good playmaker for, um, you know, something that Steve Adazio has not had at Boston College. Right. They've always had a physical defense, and and they've they've covered as the underdogs, you know, in the past mm-hmm. under him. Um, but they have not had like that great of an offense to to out or out win the games. Um. You know, I would like I said I'd love to see a nut set. but Clemson, you know, they're following all ceilings right now. I think I think it's clear Alabama won and number two is Clemson all day long until somebody changes that, you know, that it's gonna be Alabama Clemson and uh, as one two going going forward. But I think I think it's gonna be about forty eight twenty one is the final score of Clemson.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah, I could see that I could see Clemson putting up a bunch of points. But I think the weather may yeah. may impact the game a little bit, and, and maybe the offense is not quite as prolific as it's been yeah. the last few weeks. But uh, moving on to our last game that we're going to talk about, it's the uh, uh, Alabama hosting Mississippi State. You know, this is always – they always play Mississippi State after the, the emotional task of facing LSU and, and the physicality of the LSU game. But truthfully, last week, lsu was completely outmatched by alabama mm-hmm. alabama dominated both lines of scrimmage and that was the story of the game yeah uh you know so i, I don't know how much emotion was invested for those alabama players in that game because you know that they, they were really they seemed to be really fired up so i hope emotionally they are ready for the game yeah and they're not you know just kind of satisfied where they're at right now after the, after that stomping of lsu but uh you know the matchup to me to watch is uh Alabama's offensive line against that great defensive front of Mississippi State. You know Josh Sweat is it, no Montez Sweat, Montez yeah, Sweat, like, yeah. uh, Montez Sweat, and uh, Jeffrey Simmons. You know they got a lot of talented guys on that defensive front. They can get after the quarterback. They're stout against the run. They're I think they're a better defense actually than what LSU is, especially in the front seven. And uh, I I think LSU might be more talented in the back end, but. I do believe that, that Mississippi State has better talent on the front seven. But that that to me, that's the matchup of the game and, and Alabama's success will be whether or not that offensive line can get a push on that defensive front of Mississippi State. How how many explosive plays can the Alabama offense have? Mm-hmm. Two has been great throwing the ball down the field. And and it doesn't matter who he's throwing it to. It can be Jerry Judy, Jalen Waddle, Irv Smith at tight end. Yeah. He has played fantastic this year. Uh, you know, you got Henry Ruggs. And I think Devontae Smith will be back this week, you yep. know, and playing playing more of a role. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys to throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. And, and Tua, Tua dishes it out pretty evenly to everybody. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think Nick Fitzgerald, last year, he, he had a pretty good game against Alabama, and Alabama had to come back at the end and win the game. You know? Yeah. But uh, I don't see Fitzgerald and company having as good a day as they did last week or last year against Alabama, I, I just feel like Alabama's defense is firing on all cylinders right now. They're playing the best ball of the year. The defensive line is incredible. Nobody can block Quentin Williams. He yeah. is. I, I don't know that he is not the most dominant player in college football right now. I mean so. I it What's crazy to think is that Alabama has the most dominant offensive player in Tua. Yeah. And the most dominant defensive player in Quentin Williams. It really yeah. is, it's it's a scary thing. Yeah. But uh, I think Alabama wins. Alabama's favored by 24. I think they I think they hit that almost right on the money. I think it's going to be a little bit under the 53 or right around the 53 mark. It's going to be real close. But I'm going with Alabama 38-13. to 13.
1: Yeah, you know, one thing that's different uh, from this year's uh, Mississippi State matchup to last year's, I think, if I remember correctly, we didn't have uh, Jennings. We didn't have I think Matt Wilson's also injured in that game. all of our Christian Miller was out. Yeah. All of our linebackers were Terrell in.
0: Lewis was out. Yeah, so that yeah, that was that was kind of a that was really the low point of the season last year for the Alabama yeah. defense as far as injuries were concerned.
1: Right. And now all them guys are back besides Lewis, you know, Lewis, bless his heart, that dude's ready to to come out and make a make a statement, he can't stay healthy enough. Um, but other than that, we've got everybody back. You know, Quentin Williams. We talked about him. Uh, that dude is. I mean, they they was double teaming him uh, against LSU, and they, he could not be stopped. Um, they, you know, Alabama dominates everybody so much, but but it don't matter if it's forty to nothing. They still play with a fire and and angry and intensity, and that's what I love about this team is, you know, they. They never lose sight of the main goal, and that's an that's a championship, and you know th- that's what makes Alabama great, and um, you know Fitzgerald, you know a couple, you know some of the wins, you know he's had in, in the SEC, you know he's gone fourteen or twenty two against A uh, and M, and the Auburn one he kind of played mediocre, but they won it. He went nine to seventeen, but in the losses, eleven to twenty six, forty two percent. Yeah. Not eight of twenty four against LSU, thirty eight you thirty three percent passing. I mean, you know, if he's clicking, you know, they might keep it close, but you know, that the the Alabama defense has improved each and every week and they're getting better and and they're getting where they're you know, where they're supposed to be at and in their covers and in the zone, you know, that and, and one of the prettiest Plays the other night was when, when Matt Wilson went up in the end zone. I mean, he. Oh man, that was incredible! Yeah. And and he caught that. I mean, that that was amazing. I mean, you know that that defense is is rolling right now, and um, I I you know I can see Alabama getting another shutout, but I think I think Mississippi State might score, but but I'm still think it's gonna be a blowout. I'm picking fifty one to
0: ten. All right. Alabama. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do want to say something. You know, you know Trayvon Diggs went out a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and Savion Smith has played lights out. Yeah, in his absence, and on the other side, Patrick Sertain Jr. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is one of the best corners in the country right now as a true freshman. Yeah, yeah. I mean he That's is scary. he is he is very talented. You you can see why he was one of the top players in the country last yeah. season, coming out of high school.
1: And Smith, he you know he was benched, you know against Ole Miss, had to up the the very the. The big, you know, throw, deep yeah. throw. And he's come back and done what he's done. Yeah. I mean, he's he's finally turned the corner. You know, I hate that, that Diggs went down, but it's given Smith another opportunity, and he's taking the most of it. Right, yeah, absolutely. And, and and like you said, certain I mean, just think, he's a
0: true freshman. He'll be at Alabama at least two more years. Right. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, opposing. Hey, as, yeah. as Gene Stallings used to state, say, he ain't going to do nothing but get better. That's right.
1: And that that's scary for opposing, you know, quarterbacks. See him out there on on the end, block, you know, covering your best receiver. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. Well, we look forward to all these games today. But before we wind the podcast up, we do want to talk a little bit of Alabama basketball. You know, they started off the season earlier this week with a win against Southern. And, uh, you know, they play uh, tomorrow night against Appalachian State. Um uh, but you know, I just want to kind of talk about the team a little bit. We're really excited about the team. You know that Dante Hall had a great first game. Yeah, the senior he had he scored twenty points. He was very efficient from the floor. Uh, Herbert Jones, he only took a couple shots in the game, but he finished with eight points and nine rebounds. And he's just he is an elite defender. Uh, and and Tevin Mack off the bench, he scored ten points. He's a high volume shooter, but he's going to get you double double digit points. And then John Petty. You know he was he he played great and he you know the, to me the key stat for John Petty was that he had zero turnovers. Yes. You know last year he really struggled any time he tried to put the ball on the floor. Yeah. And so I think he worked on that this off season. He's obviously a good shooter. He's a streaky shooter, but he at home he's a great shooter. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he made five of eight three pointers the other night, so that was good to see. And uh, you know, and then and, uh, another guy off the bench was uh Alex Reese. He uh he made two threes the other night, yeah. so I think I think he's probably the best pure shooter on the team, and he's a big guy at six nine two thirty eight. You know he's really got his body in good shape, so he's he's going to play better this season. Uh, Galen Smith, the true sophomore from Clinton, Mississippi, mm-hmm. he started the other night and finished with with ten points and four or five rebounds. So, you know he he's he's not going to post anybody up, but he's going to catch a lot of balls at the rim and and put them back, and yeah. he's going to get offensive rebounds and put them back. So. You know, in a couple of years, he'll he'll kind of be what Dante Hall is now as a senior. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really exciting to see. And and you can't talk Alabama basketball right now without talking about the true freshman Kyra Lewis. Mm-hmm. The the dude, you can just tell he has it at yeah. at the point guard position. I mean, he he finished with six points and seven assists in, in his first ever college game, and you can tell he just he just understands the game of basketball. I mean, he he he's so smooth he can make. He can make jumpers. He made a three pointer the other night. So, th- this team has a has a lot of young guys that are really finding out their way and 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 finding out who they are as basketball players and how they can contribute to the team. Uh, it'll be good to get Dazon Ingram back eventually, and and Riley Norris. You know, they're they're veteran players who have a lot of experience in big games. I'll be excited to see uh, Javion uh, Davis Fleming too. The uh, another true freshman yep. from. Mississippi, he's a big kid at six nine two sixty eight. I think he can he can help us depth wise in the post and so I'm really excited about the season. I'm excited about Avery Johnson, how he's built this program and you know it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch this season. what yeah. we, what do you wanna say about the basketball team?
1: Yeah, you know, I I've I heard it um from somebody a couple of weeks ago, you know, this could be Alabama's best team they've had in a long time. Uh they they're you know predicted a win of twenty two to twenty five wins somewhere in there. And they could still finish eighth or ninth in the, the division. That's how deep the SEC oh, is in basketball. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean Kentucky kind of kinda struggled this year um early. They they kinda got, got it together in the second half against uh. Well, Southern Duke Georgia. is just
0: incredible. Yeah. I don't
1: know how anybody's gonna beat them. I know, Duke. I mean they got a uh, what's his name, Williamson the Zion Williamson, yeah. R J. Barrett. Yeah. But the one of the biggest games for me to look forward to in, in Alabama uh, is uh, the Arizona State game or Arizona's game my bad and uh, cause you know last year Alabama gave them all they can handle I think they was ranked third at the time mm-hmm. you know and and now they come to we they come here you know to Colton Coliseum uh, of course you we still gotta play Auburn, Kentucky but overall um, th- this team's really really good they're, they're deep and uh you know, there's there's some ones about. I hope they they don't let it, you know, bother them this year. But there's ones that the Cavaliers may offer, uh, AJ the job, head coaching job up there. You know, but I I hope I hope he'll continue to let the boys just you know focus on on this the task at hand this year, and um. But you know, the, the SEC wise, it's it's so deep, you know, and um. But I'm I'm looking forward to it because Alabama. You know, Colin. Gonna we'll miss Colin. That dude was amazing. Oh, he was but, a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, but I think, like I said, uh, Lewis. He's gonna be. He's gonna be fun to watch as well. I mean, seven assists. You first, first game out is incredible. Yeah. and um, and another thing. Uh, before we we sign off, I need to uh, I need to apologize about something. You know, we had a rant last week, and my rant was about Liberty Media, and um. I come to find out, I got to reading and uh, researching a little bit, but it's not Liberty Media who we you know who's the problem with um the money situation with the Braves. It's the Braves CEO, Terry McGurk. He apparently from the articles I've been reading, any time that he's asked for money, Liberty Media's giving it to to him, but he's spending it on other things besides the team. He's spending it. He's putting it into the ballpark, to all, which is fine. But if you want people to come to the ballpark to enjoy all this nice stuff, you've got to put money to the team.
0: You have to field a good team. Exactly.
1: And, I mean, we've got a good team now. got a lot of young talent. But we're going to be a first – you know, we're going to – you know, we can win the division. We're going to get in the first round of the playoffs and get put out every time. That's that's the the ceiling that's, that's for this That's the team. ceiling for what they have right now. Exactly. And if – We've got to go after, you know, right now there's rumblings that we're going after, uh we're we're talking to the, the Marlins for uh, uh Real Muto. That's awesome. Real muto, JT Real Muto is is probably the best catcher in the game right now. He that would be great. I mean, Bryce Hopper's still out there. We've got eighty four million dollars in, in uh cap room. We could still sign him, still get real muto. We have probably the ten to top you know, top ten to fifteen prospects in that will that because they're in positions that we will ne- they will never see the field. We might as well you know trade them all get better players because they're never going to see the, you know, uh, uh they're we'll never going see them in the Braves uniform because we're so deep at that position that they're at. Mm-hmm. So you know we've got to spend money to make a better team, and I don't know why he he's not doing that. I just I don't know. It's just frustrating to be a Braves fan at the moment, you know, but. That's why I love college football. I love Alabama. We got basketball coming up. I'm a huge uh, Charlotte Hornets fan. You know they they took you know 76ers down to the wire last night, uh, even with Kimba struggling shooting. So I've got a lot of things to keep my mind preoccupied on the Braves off the Braves for a while. But it's just frustrating, you know, to to have to deal with that as well.
0: But yeah, you know, and it's it, it, I'm a Braves fan too. Jack's probably more of a Braves fan than me, but. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it, it, that's one reason it's hard for me to just get totally invested in them because they, you get, they reach a certain level and then it's like they're complacent and they're okay with whether they're okay with being a mediocre baseball team. Yep. And that's, that is frustrating. Uh, Jake's a better NBA fan than me too as far, I mean, (laughs) he, he's stuck with Charlotte ever since they've, uh, put a franchise back in the league and, uh. I'm of Gerald Wallace. I'm I'm more of a I'm more of a just a fan of the NBA in itself. I don't really have a team. Right. I just enjoy watching great basketball. And, yeah. And the NBA is just uh, incredible. I remember a commercial a long time ago about it was the the gist of the commercial was these guys are good. So yeah. And they are they're incredible athletes. So, but anyways, that's all we have for today. We're looking forward to a great Saturday of college football. You know, remember Alabama kicks off at 2.30 on CBS. Mm -hmm. Auburn and Georgia will be at 6 o'clock on ESPN. And then Clemson at Boston College will be at 7 o'clock on ABC. Yep. That's all we got for today. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see y'all next time. See y'all.